everyone, welcome to another episode of the Possum University Podcast, a podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie. I am a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, testing our canine knowledge with Jeopardy. Are you ready? I don't know. Let's see. Okay, so I've put together quite the display for you. I'm really excited. Um, This is like full-blown Jeopardy. This is like, if you played Jeopardy, if you had one of those really dedicated teachers in high school or middle school, and like they would literally set up a whole Jeopardy board when they do like questions around the room, this is what we're doing. I think I had a few of those, actually. This is the real deal here. It looks amazing. The graphic that you did is pretty awesome. It was uh, easier than you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we are going to, you, you. Tested my knowledge live on Twitch. I did. And now we're going to test your knowledge, not live this time. This won't be live. Okay. But we are going to do a video version of this. So if you think that's funner, you can go to our YouTube or it'll be on Instagram TV as well. You'll be able to actually see the Jeopardy board and we'll go through it that way. Okay. Now, is this behavior or is this dogs? This is dogs. Okay. I touch very little on behavior. There's like one category. We'll get to the categories in just a moment. Okay. Um, so before we get into it, I wanted to touch on something really quick. We are right now doing, if you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum. So buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum. You can buy Oakley, Tasha and Pudge bones. So it's no longer buy me a coffee. It's buy me a marrow bone. So you can go on there. If you'd like to support the show, if you, if you'd like the content that we're putting out, then go ahead and go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum and buy, uh, Pudge, Oakley, and Tasha Bones. And if you leave your Instagram handle, we will take on our on our story. We'll film us giving them whatever bone or whatever else you want us to buy for them. And we'll tag you in it. So I just thought that'd be fun. Absolutely. I like that. And I'm sure, I'm sure they would really enjoy that as well. Definitely. Oakley's salivating on the other side of the door right now. Mm-hmm. So we have so much to update and talk about, but I think that we should just have fun this episode. Let's do that. Let's just knock out our canine trivia, Jeopardy edition, and see if we could stump you. I'm nervous. All I'm right. really, I'm I'm not so good at these games because I know the information and then when I get put on the spot, I get kind of nervous and I blank. All right. Boston University canine trivia, Jeopardy edition. Are you ready? Here's your categories. <laughs> Fido's anatomy. Bad training. Lead breed. Famous brands. Real Jeopardy questions. Those are real Jeopardy questions. Oh, crap. Not my fake ones. <laughs> and if you're familiar with Jeopardy, they have the potpourri category. But it's which puppery. It's puppery. And potpourri, if you know Jeopardy, is kind of like a... Mix up of leftover Mis- questions. Miscellaneous? Yeah, this is a mis- miscellaneous section. So we have potpourri. Okay. All right. So yeah. we have ranking between two hundred and a thousand dollars, and we are going to see how many dollars you can get. And if we had a million dollars, we'd be donating this money somewhere. But this is just fictional currency at this point. <laughs> so go ahead and pick a category. Uh, let's do bad training for two hundred. Bad training for two hundred. This outdated device uses metal prongs to inflict pain to discourage undesired behavior. Prong collar. Woo! Very good. Next up, 
Uh, let's do bad training for 400. Bad training for 400. We're going to go straight down this category. This bad training technique involves forcing the dog onto its back. Um, see, the word is escaping me. Um, what is flipping the dog on its back? <laughs> I don't know. What's the, what's the word? Incorrect. That's going to be, what is the alpha role? That, well, that's very broad. Uh, judges say no. You are not correct. Sorry. <laughs> Next. Um, let's do lead breed for 200. Lead breed for 200. If you fall into a well, you better hope this breed of dog is near. Oh, God. What was she? Um, hold on. Hold on. A collie? Was she a collie? What is collie? <laughs> Very good. Lassie was a collie. Yes. Back to the board here. Um, lead breed for 400. Lead breed for 400. The perfect companion on your trip to see the wizard. Oh, I think Toto was a, uh, a Yorkie. What is a Yorkie? <gasps> Toto, no! Toto was a Karen Terrier. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Next category. Um... Let's do Fido's Anatomy for 200. Fido's Anatomy. So I think you understand this category. Uh-oh. It's a play on Gray's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> Fido's Anatomy for 200. This body part secretes fluid that traps scent particles. This body part secretes fluid that traps scent particles. It's a $200 question. Yeah, I know. Why so is it don't so overthink funny? it. Um, the nose? That's oh, right. Thank God. <laughs> that was that was getting hairy for a second. Yeah, you know, but you're tricky though. For anybody that's listening, John does this crap to me all the time where he asks me something and makes it sound really, really superficial, and then I overthink it and I get it wrong. Well, it's a two hundred dollar question. I understand. Next. <laughs> Fido's Anatomy four hundred. Fido's Anatomy four hundred. This extra digit on the paw provides traction and stabilizes the wrist joint. Um, the dew claw. That's right. Next up for you. Um, let's do 600. Fido's anatomy for 600. The benefits far outweigh the risks of these reproductive surgeries. Oh, uh, neutering and spaying. Very good. You're on a roll here. Three right. right. Back there to the panel. Let's go 800. 800. Fido's anatomy for 800. This tissue is protected by a shell of nail. Uh, the quick. Correct. It's the quick. And if you were paying attention last week. Which I was. <laughs> uh, let's do Fido's Anatomy 1000. We're going to finish the category. Fido's Anatomy for 1000. This life-threatening condition occurs most often in large breeds after a meal. Um, I, get, I don't know the, the correct terminology. I think it's called bloat. Very good. Okay. It's, <laughs> is there a, is there that, a more... There's, there's probably a, a more... Uh, medicinal name for it yeah bloat is fine all right let's back to the board bad training for 600 bad training for 600 this bad training technique involves immersing a dog in their biggest fear and not providing an escape flooding very good it is flooding next up Uh, let's do 800 800 we're working through this category Bad training for 800, this object is often filled with coins and repurposed into a bad training tool. Uh, a coin jar. A coin jar? Is that your a, final a, 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 Yeah, it is. A jar? No, uh, a, 
<laughs> a coin, a coin can, coin can. Very good. We were looking <laughs> for can. Um, one thousand. Bad training for yes, one thousand. One thousand bad training. Finishing this up here. This quadrant of operant conditioning is omitted from many bad training programs. Oh God, this is. I have to think about this. Negative. Oh no. It's omitted from many bad training programs. All right, I'm the worst. What is um? It doesn't. It's mean not it, included it's in many out. bad training programs. Positive reinforcement. Very good. <laughs> See, wordy. Very Confuse good. Confuse me. All right, so you are left with 600, 800, and 1,000 of lead breed, and then you also have famous brands, Real Jeopardy questions, and Pup Puri. What would you like next? Let's let's get lead breed out of the way. Let's do 600. 600, lead breed. Although red is not a color for this breed, that didn't stop Clifford. Oh, the labs? Big red dog? Please, in the form of a question. <laughs> what What is a big red dog? <laughs> what is a what? What is a lab? We'll take it. Labrador Retriever. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, 800 for lead breed. If you're going back to the future, better bring this breed along with you, McFly. Oh, God. What was his dog? Oh, God. What was he? Oh, um. It's it. I can see the dog in my head. Oh my goodness! Hold on one second. I know Running this. Out of time here. I know this. So sorry, you're out of time. Oh. It's a cattle and shepherd. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll get them next time. Would you like 1, to finish 000. it? One thousand. Yeah, lead let's breed it off. for one thousand. Wishbone, the little dog with the big imagination. I have nothing. Nothing. There's nothing in my head whatsoever. Wishbone was a Jack Russell Terrier. What is that from? It's a uh, kid show. Around the same time as Clifford. Oh, okay. All right, famous brands, 200. Famous brands for 200. It's such a comfort to take the bus and leave the driving to us. Uh, Greyhound? Very good. Wow, I'm actually surprised I got that. Next up. 400. Famous brands for 400. Mr. Worldwide. No, I don't know. You don't know. know? No. We were looking for Pitbull. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get it now. You mean it's famous brands. Pitbull is a brand. No, he's a person. He's a brand. All right. The judges, sorry, I'm, the judges are saying he's a brand. They're confirming this. Oh, okay. All right. Would Wait, you, who are these judges? My mother? Li would you like to uh, Yes, 600, here? 600. Famous brands for 600? Yes. This vodka for dog people. Tito's. Actually, the dog I was training today, his name is Tito. Tito's, vodka for dog people. Very good. Famous brands for 800? Yes. We'll take it. This brand's mascot is a bull terrier named Bullseye. Uh, Target. Very good. I actually have a photo posing with him. You do. 
Would you like to finish Famous Brands? Yes, please. Famous Brands for 1000 This frozen drink is a youth sports snack stand staple. I'll take mine with extra shocker. Frozen drink. This frozen drink is a youth sports snack stand staple. I'll take mine with extra shocker. The only thing I'm thinking of is an icy or a snow cone. Um, I got nothing. We were looking for slush puppy. Slush puppy. I don't think I've ever called it that. That's so I would have never got that. Extra shocker. That's how I ordered it. I never even knew that that was the thing. All right. We have two more categories left for you. We have the real Jeopardy questions. And All right, let's get that out of the way because I know I'm going to bomb that. Real Jeopardy questions for 200. This dog, of which there are more than 20 breeds, takes its name from Latin for Earth. This dog, of which there are more than 20 breeds, takes its name from Latin for Earth. Um, Labrador Retriever. Sorry, we're out of time. We were looking for Terrier. You look confused, ma'am. <sighs> 400 real Jeopardy questions. I'm just in for a beating. Number four, 400. This was the first dog breed to collect admissible evidence for American courts of law. German Shepherd? <laughs> Sorry. It's the Bloodhound. 600? Yes. Real Jeopardy questions for 600. The Sholo, resembling a Chihuahua, is the national dog of this country. Uh, Mexico? Very <gasps> good. God. Also known as the Mexican hairless. We had one at the shelter, didn't we? Yes. It was cute. Yeah, just keep on going. Keep on going. You're yeah. picking uh, Real Jeopardy questions for 800. The St. Bernard rescues men from mountains. The New Finland rescues men from this. The water? The judges are saying they will take the water. We were looking for the sea, but they will take the water. Oh, oh please. <laughs> Come on. The judges, you're too kind. <laughs> Would you like to finish the category? Yes. A dog called Hooper's Judge is the ancestor of most of the modern dogs of this breed. This is not the face of somebody who knows the answer. <laughs> Running out of time here. Uh, go ahead. Time's up. We were looking for Boston Terrier. I would have never got that. And our final category, we'll run through these. Puppery for 200. A dog that loves to chase squirrels is said to have this kind of drive. Prey drive. That's correct. Puppery for 400. This classification of dog is often misrepresented as a service dog. A therapy dog. <gasps> Sorry, we were looking for emotional support animal. That was my second choice. Damn it. Puppery for 600. The new face of cryptocurrency. This dwarf dog started as a meme. Is it a whippet? Sorry, we're looking for Doge. You think I know these things? They have a life, sir. Wow. 
All right, Papari for 800. Three dogs are said to have survived the sinking of this famous ship. <laughs> I wish we had that face. <laughs> the look on your is face. Is this a joke? This is a uh, Papari for 800. Ugh. Um Noah's Ark. <laughs> Noah's Ark. <laughs> That would be the Titanic. Oh. Anyway, puppery for a thousand. Finishing up the board, this dog achieved the rank of sergeant in the U.S. Army during World War I. Oh, Sergeant Stubby. Very good. Sergeant Stubby. Yeah, at least I finished on the a US good Army. note. You finished on a good note. That was great. That was a pit bull, Sergeant Stubby. Yeah, he was, he was some kind of Boston Terrier. Bully breed. Bully thing. mix. For sure, if you look up his pictures. My sister has a tattoo of him on her arm. Yes, she does. It's a beautiful tattoo. Um, so there you go. Thank you for joining us for Possum University's Canine Trivia. I really feel like I should have started with the harder uh, categories first. Why? You feel like you'd have more fun? Yeah. <laughs> it was funner in the beginning, and then I just felt stupid towards the end. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I only have so much control over these situations. <laughs> that was really cool, though. I'm so glad you put that together. So, where are we at now? We're at 17 minutes. Well, I got to do this without shoving the monitor off the desk. So, buy me a minute. No, you're good. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Fabulous. Boom. You know, a lot of work went into this. I'm sure it did. It's really a sight to see. I would do this more often, but it's very difficult. You have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 questions. Yeah. To come up with 30 questions that are actually answers and are appropriate for Jeopardy. I hope I did Alex Trebek proud. Probably not. Probably not. He's probably like this idiot. (laughs) What a guy. (sighs) All right. Anything you'd like to share this week? It's been a stressful week. It's been a weird week. It has been. But that's okay. That is okay. Things happen and not everything can be perfect all the time because then you wouldn't enjoy it or appreciate it. Nope. So it is what it is. Uh, We are moving forward. Everybody's just totally confused right now. I know. As far as moving, we can give a moving update. Uh, We had accepted an offer on our home. Just a, am not even going to go into details as far as how much. But we were happy with the price. We, uh, it was very close to asking price. And I said I'm not going into details. Okay. In case somebody's listening who wants to buy our house. Oh, okay. You never know. Um, we went under contract, signed all the stuff. We were in attorney review. So we were like, it's still in that, that three-day period roughly before you're officially under contract. And the people who were buying the house literally went under contract with another house. Which is illegal. Our realtor was like livid. He was. Well, we only, the only reason why we found out is because the lawyer that we're using got the other contract from the other house, from the other family. Noticed that the buyer's name was the same as the buyer's name on ours. Called our realtor, said, what's going on here? And then that's basically how we found out that they were dropping out of the deal. So if that's you and you're hearing this, I hope you get diarrhea. <laughs> and I hope it burns. And I hope you're not in a position to clean yourself. <laughs> So you're stuck with it for like half a day. 
Yeah, so that kind of messed us up because that was like five days of, of thinking that we were good to go and turned people away from coming to see our house. And then it wound up falling through, so we were pretty upset about that. We've got a few other offers, but they were definitely low balls. Yeah, and then, and then it's like every... Uh, I, almost daily we need to like pack the dogs into the truck and go leave for an hour because somebody has to come see not only that not only just like taking the dogs and the baby out of the house and stuff i have to clean this house every day you have to clean this house every day we both have to clean. don't you even start john has been amazing with helping me clean the house up in in short amount of times well yeah let's put it that way um so yeah that is the current update on the chronicles of selling our house to grow possum university and you know, go for the next step. Our first, the first board, positive reinforcement board and train in our area. So we're going to keep chipping away at that. It's going to be a slow, slow process. It's, there's a lot of things that need to fall into place. And now some other things need our attention. So we'll get there. We will. Is that all you have to share this week? No, I have other things. Um, I think in terms of, of where you and I and, and our business are at, that's, that's, probably the one thing that's on my mind but um i wanted to bring up a topic and it'll be quick i want to talk about diesel d1 okay um and what happened yesterday we um we are like most of you know if you are normal listeners uh john and i are on the board of a rescue called volox it stands for volunteer auxiliary it stands for oh my god i can't speak stands for volunteer auxiliary yes thank you Um, and so right now we don't have our own kennel. So we are boarding whatever dogs that are under Volox's name at different kennels. Right now, I think one of them has at least five of them. And then there's one kennel that we're using that, um, has diesel one. So we have two diesels right now. So diesel one came first and then we have D2, diesel two. Um, D1 came from a family who was living in an apartment they had three kids. Um, he's only a year and a half. He's a baby. He's not neutered. He hasn't really had any formal training whatsoever, but he's a really good dog. He really is. He just has a lot of energy. Again, he's a baby. He's a, a baby in a big boy body. He's got a lot of strength, but he's got a lot of stress. Um, so he first went to Crystal's house and was with him, uh, with her for a while. Um, but it was stressing out the other dog who's also not neutered. He is a cruelty case, so he is not able to be neutered yet. So it was kind of like a hot mess. So we kind of had to get D1 out of there. We got him in this kennel that he's at now. The kennel that he's at now is a friend of another board members, and basically they're they're having him there. It's not really open, I don't think, for boarding in general. It She's just allowing him to come because she's got the space. She um, is an AKC breeder of Huskies, and she does um, show dog training show dog um, judging, and then she also does mushing. So a lot of people on here are like, oh my God, like how are you dealing with somebody who does things like that? So they are a very nice family. They treat their dogs like family completely. Like their entire life is revolved around their huskies. And then also they have chickens, they've got goats, they've got like emus and stuff. Um, That is their life. They put their heart and soul into that. And they are very good people. They're very knowledgeable and they're not, um, you know, backyard breeders they are registered they are certified they do everything by the book they only breed once or twice a year um and they treat their dogs very very well so there's always a flip side to everything and and these are the types of breeders that i do support because some people want huskies that's what they want they want that kind of dog you would go so far as to say support 
I mean, I don't know if I would say support. Maybe, I don't know. What's the word? Understand? Tolerate? Toler- yeah, maybe tolerate. Because there's that's, plenty that's of re- uh, husky rescues. You have husky house. This Literally a husky rescue this in New true. Jersey. You're right. You're right. Packed with dogs. You're right. So, yeah, I, I guess support is not the right word. Um, but, you know, they are nice people and they are nice enough to open their doors to diesel uh, while we need him there. Uh, but I want to bring up a topic because what happened yesterday. So now D1 is dog friendly. He coexists. He is not like that kind of dog who's going to go and play with every single dog that he sees. Normally um, in the kennel area, you let them out of their their kennels and then there's a huge open area to play. There's toys, there's like an exercise thingy um, and a bunch of room to run around, which normally he has no problem with. He comes right out of his kennel. He doesn't really pay the other dogs any mind. Now there's like 12 Huskies and a lot of them are barking. Normally he doesn't care, but one of the Huskies went into heat. And this this whole topic is me talking about the the effects that not being neutered have on a dog. So this right. this dog and something to consider if whether you're a a dog trainer yourself or you work in a shelter or you're you have an unneutered dog and you're noticing behavioral issues mm-hmm. this is something that is often missed. That's why I wanted to bring this up because I wanted I wanted to to show what Diesel is normally like and what kind of happened yesterday what transpired because it was like to anybody else they'd be like oh my god what's going on I can't get mad at him. I can't because it's it's literally their nature. Um, one of the I can't remember the dog's name. I want to I want to say her name was Snowy. Uh, she was coming into her first heat, and it literally happened that morning. And he went. He obviously could smell it, and he went at. Now she was in a kennel with two other male dogs. Um, basically, she he went over there. And got into a cage fight with the two other dogs that were in the kennel. Um, now, this is a dog who normally doesn't care. Now, there were a ton of other dogs. There were a ton of other kennels. He went to her kennel door. Mm-hmm. He knew where she was. Um, and again, this is dog nature. This is his body telling him what to go do. And no recall, nothing I said got him out of this. Granted, he doesn't have... A foundation of recall anyway and he you don't does, really though we've been working really hard with him you haven't seen him in a while his recall is really well actually once we put the huskies away his recall was perfect he was in such a frenzy that nothing i said his recall might be good but how is your reward history with him what do you mean you've only worked with him twice right yes but don's been working with him every day right so i feel like I, i'm just thinking that he would have more respect for don because they have a more Yes. A, a more, a, you know, a, a bigger reward history than you and him do. Probably. But she was there too. She was she was right next to me. She was doing everything she possibly Just could Just a tough too. situation for him. It's an, it's an extremely tough situation. So, you know, obviously when we looked at what happened, um, we can say we understand it. He's not in trouble. He didn't do anything wrong. It's right. just what happens with nature. He sees another male near a female who could possibly get impregnated by him, and that is what his mind told him to do. He lost every other faculty and went into, like, crazy mode. Um, I actually had to get him away from the fence using a broom. Well, could you elaborate on that a little bit? 
I had to literally like put the broom in front like of his to, face to block his vision. Yes, and- I had to kind of scoop him away. Like it wasn't used to like hurt him. Obviously, you didn't hit him or anything. No, it no. literally you just you, it like just, a wall to like kind of a press- lever. Like I was prying him away. Yeah. from this altercation. That's, I, you know, it. That's why those they're what are they called? What are those walls that you drop down when dogs are fighting? Guillotine. No, like yeah. it's literally like a big handheld plastic. Oh, I don't remember what they're called. They're kind of like baby gates, but solid, right? Yeah, or they kind of look like CPR boards, if yeah. anyone knows what yep. those are. Um, but yeah, and they're they're large, and the idea is that you're creating a wall, mm-hmm. like an impromptu wall. So yep, I, I this, guess that's, that's what you were kind of doing, like the broom, like yes, blocking him. Yes, I was him. backing him away, and once he detached from it, he went he went in and on, he wasn't leashed up or anything at this point no, because nope, of the way that that get, faci- the way the facility set up yeah it's really not ideal no it's 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 a little um little outdated and when i say little i mean a lot um definitely not you know up to par in terms of like modern kennels mm-hmm. especially how everything works um we didn't even get a chance to leash him up because he just like he was like a bat out of hell he was so stressed out because Dogs that are not neutered, and when there's a female in the area that is not spayed, it's like a wave crashes over them and they cannot function. I saw a completely different dog yesterday, and it and it made me and Dawn so sad. Um, he even redirected a little bit, yeah, you know, which he's never ever done. So you know, it was it was tough to watch, but we got him away from it, and he did. He went in on the broom. He he was. Very fixated on the broom. All that energy needs to go somewhere. I don't know if we've actually, I'm, I'm sure we did. We talked about redirecting once or twice, but redirecting is like when all this energy needs to go somewhere, uh, when they're pent up, whether it's it's fear or excitement, and sometimes they'll kind of snap back on the dog or the person that's closest to them, even if it's a loved sibling or even if it's a loved parent. Um, they see red and they can't understand the difference. And they will then unleash that energy on them, unfortunately. And it's not something that they control in that moment. It can be trained out, but it needs to be trained out properly. Um, so when we were doing this, he redirected a little bit. And thankfully, he didn't hurt anybody. But um, yeah, it was it was a tough situation. And, and it's, it's scary to watch because you're doing everything you possibly can before you have to use something to separate them. And, you know, I being with COVID and everything like that, I... I'm a little rusty. So I, I, you know, in the moment, I definitely had a, a couple seconds where I was like, oh crap, what do I do? And I had to like calm myself down and like think. And you, and I, again, it was my first time at this facility. So I didn't know where anything was. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to like go like a behind a door and like find something and I found the broom. So, you know, it was, it was a, it was a moment for sure. And um, once the Huskies were taken out of the outside area, and he was just out there by himself, he completely went back to normal. And he he honestly looked exhausted. I felt so bad. Yeah. Like, he was drained. And I don't even think he really understood what happened. That's sad. It, was, it, it broke my heart. Yeah. And what makes me the saddest is, like, John and I were there to do the assessment when we took him over as a Valox dog. Like, we met the family. He truly loved them. And you could tell they loved him, too. But they, they, they were moving somewhere they couldn't keep him. And... It makes me sad that, and they did the right thing. I can't bash this family completely because they did the right thing by finding us. But they should have, before getting him, figured out where they were going to end up, have that all lined up. And I know things come up. I, I understand life throws us curveballs curve ball sometimes. But this dog went from 
loving life, being with his family, with three kids that he adored. And now he's in this situation and doesn't know what in the world is going on. Yeah. And it, it truly hurts. We went for like a half an hour walk and he was an angel the whole time. He listened. He was great walking. He didn't pull. And um, he just looked so sad when we put him back when we were leaving. I just, I, my heart broke for him. So I wanted to bring this up because, you know, being a dog trainer is not all, all fun and rainbows at all. Um, especially coming from a rescue background, it, it hurts sometimes, but these things can be avoided. If he had been neutered prior, that probably would have never happened. Yeah. That would, that's a lot of his problem is he needs to be neutered he and, and not environment yesterday in that environment where you need to like strut your stuff. Yeah. It's not ideal for him. And, and I think we're going to, I don't know if they're working on something better for him or we, I'm not we sure to, uh, you know what? I think it, it's all about at this point management. I would not have diesel out there again with the female out there mm-hmm. uh, before we take him out of his, his kennel. I would absolutely have um, Jan put all the Huskies back inside. Right. So, so set the stage. Exactly. So taking him out of the situation, don't set him up to fail. Um, and if you are thinking about or contemplating getting your dog neutered or spayed, please do it. It, it, it really, there are so many things that go into this that affect them and, and it doesn't really look like much, but obviously in this situation, what happened yesterday, um, it was disheartening to watch and it was, I felt really bad for him. He had, and again, he's a baby, he's a year and a half old. He has no idea what's going on. All right, so we're going to keep working with Diesel. We are. Hoping for the best. We are, we are. He's he's normally dog-friendly and, and kid-friendly and stranger-friendly. Like, he's a good boy. He's got good bones. He just needs he needs a quiet place to rest. Yeah. So anyway, you got $11,600 out of the potential $18,000 pool. Oh, I was really confused as yeah. to what you were uh, talking about. But again, about. this is <laughs> fictional money, so... You can't spend it. So still broke. <laughs> still broke. Um, yeah. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum and buy our dogs marrow bones. I think they would absolutely love it. And that'd be really cool. And that would help us, you know, as far as keeping the show going and paying for our monthly dues to, uh, what do we use? Buzzsprout? Mm-hmm for our RSS feed and they host all of our episodes and all that stuff. It adds up. It adds up really fast. So if you're enjoying the podcast, that would be an awesome way to show that. That's all we have for this episode. Follow us at Possum University on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We are doing virtual trainings. I actually, that's one thing I forgot to put in here. I don't know if we should save it for another episode or I'm just going to read it now. Uh, One of your virtual training clients left you a really nice review. Oh, yes. Uh, Ivy said she left us a review, five-star review. I'm so grateful to have found Paulson University's podcast, which after listening to a few episodes, I had to reach out to the trainer, Jamie, for help with my one-year-old Golden Doodle. It was awesome that she was able to work with my family and I virtually, which I had my doubts about, but turned out to be a great experience. She listened to our needs and our dog's needs and was able to teach us what to do. Jamie is always available to communicate with, not just during training sessions, and encourages her clients to send countless videos of the dog's progress, which she always replies back with feedback. Jamie is super knowledgeable, and it's obvious how much she cares about dogs and her work. She teaches her clients positive reinforcement strategies that are specific to the dog, and it's amazing to watch my puppy learn and use these strategies almost instantly. Her methods just seem to make sense to dogs, and I couldn't imagine training with anyone else. 
That's great. A great review. We've been waiting for a review on the virtual trainings because there's actually been a, a ton of them, but we were wait, waiting for some feedback and that's like really cool because we doubted it at first too. And I think everybody yes. doubts it at first because you're like, how do you train a dog virtually? But no, this is working. This is changing is. lives and it's, it's helping families and we are all over the place. Like every, it seems like every day a new state, someone from a new state or a different state is reaching out yeah. looking for help. And, Popping up. And we're here for it. This is what, mainly you, but we're here for it. This is what we do. Yeah, you help too. So if you're interested in at all in virtual training, you want to talk about it, see if it's a good fit for you, um, just reach out to us. DM us on Instagram. Send us an email, postuniversity at gmail.com. You may only need one session, and I you send only you need on one your session. way. That's it. And then I maybe we'll quick. follow up in a, in a few weeks just to see how things are going. But it's cost-effective. It's effective in general. So definitely, if it's something that you've been thinking about doing, reach out and, and let us explain how it works and see if you're interested and see if it's a good match for you. Chances are it is, I think. I have not had... Any client that I've ever, in my history of being a trainer, turned away to begin with. And then I have not had any dissatisfied virtual trainings. It's true. Like, everybody comes back and is is learning and feels confident and feels like their dog is getting better every day. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm loving it because it, it really gives me a bigger platform to do what I love while staying safe. Yeah. Keeping everybody else safe. Yeah. It's a responsible thing to do right now. And I think we're going to continue to do it even after COVID times because only so many people can travel to New Jersey to mm-hmm. get training. Yeah. And, you know, and I was thinking about some other things. When we do our board and train, like I'd love to do some type of like out of state credit. So like if you were so dead set on using us because so many people are. Like, we would do some kind of credit if you, like, drove from Virginia mm-hmm. to bring your dog to us to board for two, three, four so weeks. So, like, a discount? Yeah. But basically, like, a little bit towards the dog's tuition. I think that's take off very the top. smart. Something like that, just so that we can, for the people that aren't we in New Jersey and New York, people. We that want, they can still get in. We want people to, to reap the benefits of the right type of training without going bankrupt. Because, I mean, just in general... Everything is so expensive when it comes to our dogs, our vet care, um, the food, this and that. Like everything is expensive. And I don't want people to be turned away because they can't afford it. So that's why I'm saying if you can only afford one session, start with one session. You can get, we can get so much done in 45 minutes. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Yeah. I highly recommend PaulsonUniversity.com and you can set up your consultation there. Or just reach out with questions if you're worried that it's not going to be a good fit. Um, that's it. That's all we have for this episode. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Class dismissed. Oh, you cut Ooh, me Ooh, I'm off. so sorry. Until then. Class dismissed.